like any industry, Regal and the movie theater industry has to innovate and find new ways to bring people into the theater. So what's the next thing that, that Regal and other movie theater chains are going to have to do to draw people in? So people might not realize just how big of an impact the movie industry has here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I think we talk a lot uh, and people are really familiar with the TV industry, especially with Discovery here. But, um, you know, just as big of an impact is Regal and their headquarters that are just south of downtown Knoxville on the Tennessee River. I think, you know, sometimes that blends in with the apartments that are over there on the river. But that is the headquarters for Regal, which is owned by Cineworld, the second biggest movie theater operation in the country. In the world? In the country or in the world? In the world, Ryan. Oh, so yeah, even even bigger. I was thinking the country, in the world. And that's the company that is considering filing for bankruptcy, which begs a question. It's really a lot of questions. The one that's on the top of my mind is whether uh, the movie industry is a dying industry. And um, there are people like me who, and we'll get into this in a little bit, that absolutely love the movies, still go, uh, I'd say, an average of once per week to a Regal Theater, usually. I mean, I'm, I'm almost there exclusively. Loyal um, customer. Loyal customer, yeah. This is, a, this is a news podcast, so not a promotion, although I'm going to talk a lot about uh, the pros of having Regal here in Knoxville. But um, I think we should talk about, you know, not just the industry as a whole, but this is a downtown Knoxville podcast, so we should talk about the downtown Knoxville Theater and just the local impact and what this could mean potentially moving forward uh, for Regal and how that translates here in the Scruffy City. So, all that to say... Welcome to the show. This is The Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville. I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter here at Knox News, and I'm joined by... Brenna McDermott, growth and development editor for Knox News. And The Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by knoxnews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners like yourself to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. First things first, there's a lot of different kinds of bankruptcy, and I think there's some confusion exactly what that means. So when we say... The Cineworld, and remember, they are just considering bankruptcy, I believe, Chapter 11. What what does that even mean? Are we talking, this isn't the end of Regal movie theaters, as we know it. There's some there's some figuring out to do, right? Certainly, Ryan. Regal Cinemas is, is not going anywhere. It's going to continue to exist whether Cineworld should file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection or not. Um, Essentially, it is an opportunity for the debtor, in this case Cineworld, to continue to operate but reorganize uh, the business and its finances and its debt so that it can pay its creditors. Right. And and I think if, if part of that reorganization, I think, could involve perhaps getting rid of some Regal movie theaters, right? I mean, but Regal as a whole, I don't see that going anywhere, and especially here in Knoxville with... Um, you know, just it being the headquarters here, I don't see necessarily the, the theaters here being impacted personally. That's just my guess. I don't know. I have actually nothing to base that on, but just the fact that the headquarters is here, I would think that our theaters are in jeopardy, but it could be wrong. I would guess that Regal executives, as we speak, are evaluating all of their real estate assets across the country and trying to decide, you know, what are our profitable theaters? And they're getting rid of 
the ones that aren't. That's already been happening, by the way, since the pandemic started. Um, you'll read occasionally about Regal Theaters closing since 2020. So likely that would continue. There may be some layoffs, but in general, I agree with you. Some of Regal's biggest assets are here in Knoxville. You have the new Pinnacle in Turkey Creek that was totally renovated. It was one of the first in the country to have this new futuristic look. Unrecognizable from what it used. I mean, Completely. totally. If you haven't seen the photos, we have galleries of the of those transformations online, and it's incredible what they did over there. It went from very depressing looking to Tron, essentially. Exactly. That's the perfect way to describe it. It is Tron AF. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Cinnabar, which is an anchor at Westtown Mall, and I think a really good model for how you do the in-theater food. Right. And it's a all the experts are saying, hey, you've got to find ways to, to bring people in the theater other than just the movie itself. And so I would be shocked if Cinnabar went away. It's other real estate holdings in Knoxville. We don't know. That's right. something we should talk more about. Yeah. Well, and, and you bring up the pandemic. And I feel like, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can blame on the pandemic. I know a lot of people, you know, just didn't see. Well, no, nobody saw it coming. But once the pandemic happened, that was the cause for a lot of businesses to fail. But I think the movie industry, right, has been something that has been on the decline for a while. I think you've been living under a rock if you don't think if you don't understand the impact that Netflix has had or Hulu has had or any of the streaming services have had on the industry and um you know that is a cause for concern especially here in knoxville where that's one of our um you know major employers here so i i'm trying to think about how much this really this pandemic really fast-tracked this process because we're talking about this now um you know still still feeling the impacts of COVID 19 um while i think that the movie industry uh, and Cineworld probably would have had to consider something like this regardless just because of the state of the industry. Certainly the pandemic has fast-tracked this a little bit. But I do have to say, and speaking of Pinnacle, some, I make the drive out to Turkey Creek. I live, as I think I've mentioned on this show, south of the river, uh, close to downtown Knoxville, and I make the drive out to Pinnacle sometimes to go see a movie. Um, What's well, that, a 30-minute drive? It is. I make a whole day of it. Um but, you know, we talk about like the, the amenities that are out there and the futuristic look and everything they've done out there. They have more movies. They have more space. So I'll find myself going out there um, if I can't find the movie play in downtown where it's smaller or, or you know, where it's Cinnabar where there's even smaller than downtown. So um, all that to say, I was there recently. Couldn't find a parking spot. This <laughs> was like two weekends ago. Could not park. Had to park like kind of almost behind the building. I don't know if this is just an excitement for longtime moviegoers that we're now back at the movies and we're, you know, we can finally go sit and enjoy our popcorn and, and watch cinema together again. But um, the industry's not dead. It's just trending that way. And so I think there are some reasons to feel optimistic that some recovery is going to happen. Better movies are going to continue to come out. I mean, the slate of movies, I think, has been obviously way better than in 2021 or 2020, but. Still, it seems like the quantity is low. Ticket sales are up. I mean, 2020, 54.4 million tickets sold, according to Cineworld's most recent annual report. That was up to 95.3 million uh, in 2021. In 2019, it was 275 million. So we're still a long way off, but I think... People are eager to return to their pre-pandemic habits. But then on the flip side, I think there are a lot of consumers who just got used to streaming their movies and skipping the movie theater. And then you've got inflation. 
So I told you there were a lot of reasons to feel good, but there are also a lot of reasons to feel scared. There was a, there was a good reason in there. I didn't hear it. This sounds kind of bad. The movies are getting oh, the better. Movies are, well, and then here too, I'm looking back to this is April 2020. So this is right after the pandemic really started shaking up the industry. And I wrote a story at that time that Regal decided it was not going to show any new studio film that was not released first in theaters. And this was in direct response to the streaming. And, uh, and the example and why this came up was because AMC first decided that it was going to ban Universal films after, um, of all the movies that this could have been, Trolls World Tour. Um, Thanks, Trolls. Yeah, racked up $100 million in its first three weeks uh, of with a 48-hour rental price of $20. So they're selling this movie on a digital streaming platform, not even selling, renting, for 20 bucks during the pandemic and made $100 million. So AMC says, we're not going to do it. Regal says, they're not going to do it. So they're... There and, and I have been seeing like recently when I see trailers on TV, a lot more people uh, of movies trailers ending with saying exclusively in theaters. Yes, we didn't see that before, and it seems like the movie theater industry has taken a stance and um, a good stance. I mean that that's good to see. You know they're they're fighting, and um, it seems like movie studios are responding and seeing the the, the historic value of of movies in the uh, uh, of movies in theaters when you think about the whole movie industry over the past. Yeah, hundred years of movies being made. People have been going to theaters. It seems like. Um, I think one more reason to feel optimistic about the movie industry, maybe not optimistic about the world, is people are just really sick of COVID and taking extra precautions, and they're ready to get out of their houses and go to the movies. I'm wondering what could be done because you talk about um, you talked about Cinnabar. And I think Cinnabar is a good example of them being sort of forward thinking about how are we going to attract. Um, it's like anything. I mean, you got to attract young people, right? You got to get young people to the theaters. Um, and how are we going to make ourselves stand out in, you know, in, 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 in competition with not just, uh, you know, Netflix and Hulu, but anything that, that gets young people's attentions. I mean, we talk about that a lot here. I mean, even thinking about the scruffy stuff, we're not just competing with other podcasts. We're competing with Netflix too. We, we, we want, we want you to listen to the show and people want you to be at the movie theater. So you have to compete. And I think stuff like Cinnabar where you have, it's more than just going to a movie and eating greasy popcorn and unfortunately now Pepsi. Uh, after they switch from Coke. Hey, um, now. You have to have that full experience. You got to make it cool. I mean, you go to Cinnabar, you have the arcade games, you got pool tables, you have a full menu of food. Um, Low-key, one of the best milkshakes I've had Oof. in Knoxville. Really good milkshakes. Uh, you got the reclining seats, you got the service. It feels a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Immersive. Immersive is a good word. That's not really. It feels a little bit more elevated than your typical Ooh. movie experience. You know, I feel a little bit more classy when I walk into that space. And so, um, I, all this to say, I'm kind of transitioning to the downtown movie theater and you know the current state of that because that is one of the ones along with uh, the downtown West Theater that I would be more worried about their future. I think the downtown movie theater here in Knoxville is in desperate need of something like what happened at Pinnacle. I think if you're going to stand out on Gay Street, you need to have something more than just a... And the, the struggle is there. It's such a small lobby. But it just needs something that gets people's attention because it's so easy to miss. It's so easy when you're competing on the same block. If you think about this being the theater district, you have the Tennessee Theater, you have the Bijou Theater, and then you just kind of have the movie theater that's just kind of the ugly stepchild among the theaters that's just kind of sitting there in the middle. And it needs some sort of renovation, something to make it pop there on Gay Street that's going to draw people in. And some of the programming that some of these more renovated theaters have. I totally agree, Ryan. I think the challenge is 
back to real estate holdings, the company is going to be evaluating very closely starting any new construction or update projects because of their precarious financial situation. So unfortunately, I would guess that's not in the offing, but very needed um, as consumers tastes continue to change. Like any industry, Regal and the movie theater industry has to innovate and find new ways to bring people into the theater. I mean, we're talking about Cinnabar, but how old is Cinnabar now? Four years old? Right. Yeah, it seems right. So is it really innovative anymore, or is that just what consumers expect? So what's the next thing that, that Regal and other movie theater chains are going to have to do to draw people in? I don't know. Yeah, and I think but I think it's important to note, you know, what do consumers in Knoxville expect versus what do the greater, you know, population consumers expect? Because we're... Um, we're kind of blessed here in Knoxville. That's a strong word when we're talking about just movie theaters. But the fact that, you know, especially out in Pinnacle, you have the latest technology. As soon as something is available, that movie theater out in Turkey Creek has it. And You mean like IMAX? Or? Like, or I mean, they have 4DX out there. Now, I went and saw Bullet Train the other weekend in 4D. It's like I'm on a ride. You're shaking around, strobe lights, water spraying in my face. It's a whole thing. I'll be skipping that. Um, and so, yeah. But if I, I go to another city, they don't have that. Um and so, you know, Cinnabar is four years old, but I still think there's other cities, other markets where Regal's at where they would love something like Cinnabar. And so, um, you know, they probably just have like the older, outdated Regal theaters. So that's, that's important point. to note too. And see, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to how because there's two things we're talking about here. We're talking about the movie industry. We're talking about Regal as a whole. But I'm also thinking hyper local here in Knoxville and downtown Knoxville and what I want to see, you know, locally. And with Regal having such an impact here. Um, I just would love to see some more community involvement. Every time that I see an advertisement related to going to the movies, it is an advertisement related to a specific movie coming out. I always, you know, you know, now available in theaters. You know, that's how they all end. But I've never seen a Regal commercial or any Regal ad that says, come on down and enjoy the experience of being in a theater. It's always tied to a movie. Even when I get push alerts from regal sometimes because i have the app it's always like this movie's out now and here's you know click click here to learn more about it like i i I would like more because i love the experience and i think some people especially during the pandemic perhaps forgot what that experience was like of going to the movies and i think there needs to be some sort of marketing if you want these theaters to be successful that encourages people and reminds people of what that experience is all about and i just don't see that often in the movie industry or in the movie theater industry I think many people don't realize that the U.S. headquarters of Regal is here in Knoxville. I don't think Regal does enough to market that that brand and that presence here, likely because it's owned by a company right. in the United Kingdom, and they don't get the, the marketing dollars to do that. You know, you look at Pilot. It's a privately owned company headquartered here in Knoxville. Knoxville gets an extra special treatment from them because right. they they control the dollars, you know, here locally. So, I think that would certainly help. I think Knoxville consumers, it would be natural for them to feel an affinity towards Regal versus AMC. Um, but I don't know if that exists currently. Maybe when the company was truly headquartered here and wasn't owned by another company, that was the case. But it hasn't felt like that since I moved here. Yeah, I mean, even those simple things, I mean, um, and maybe ways that you get that awareness out there is through that Regal Variety Charity. Because if we're talking about how they're most involved locally, it's through that charity work, um, which you can read about. I also wrote a story about the new chapter of that Variety Charity here. Um, it's not 
I don't think it's Regal's variety charity, but they're a major sponsor of that charity here locally. And that's what puts on the pinnacle, like red carpet screenings when we get the actors that come in and um, raise this money through that. And used to do, and they're not doing this anymore, but one of my favorite events I've ever attended here in Knoxville was the Oscars watch party that Regal hosted at its headquarters. Can't remember the price tag on it. I remember thinking it was a good bang for my buck, but you went there. There was a red carpet rolled out. There was an actual Oscar on display. You had red carpet photo opportunities. You had ballots that you would cast, and whoever got the best ballot would win a big prize. There were silent auctions of signed memorabilia. It was a really cool event, and it was something that I was like, wow, this is cool to actually go inside Regal headquarters. And I feel like I, I learned a lot just by being in there about what their headquarters looks like, and I uh, got an idea of the size and scope of that building, and it was cool to have that opportunity. And um, that was like a good example of an event of how you can really bring that recognition to what Regal's doing here. I like to see more stuff like that. And again, this isn't something that's going to, you know, change their, their, their debt, you know, or, or whatever, but just having that, um, community involvement, I feel like if we're talking about, if we're talking about this just from the local perspective. And to that point, you know, you look at what are the areas of Knoxville that are growing and thriving? It's downtown. Regal has a prime piece of real estate downtown something new's got to happen there something exciting something that's going to draw people in and make people feel like regal is an essential part of the downtown experience because i don't think that's the case right now yeah i think two good things that downtown regal has going for it i mean there's there's some other but the two that i want to bring up right now one the state street parking garage I think that uh, we've talked about before, everybody parks in Market Square, but I think right behind Market Square is State Street. I think that's one people are familiar with. And you got that walkway that goes across from State Street. And so you walk past the movie posters when you're walking into downtown. So there is, even though it might get lost in the mix going down Gay Street, if you park on State Street and walk across that, you're seeing the movie posters. You're right walking between one building and the movie theater. It's got that going for it. Um, which I think is important, especially if you want to talk about getting new customers downtown. You know, people that live downtown don't mind parking and walking and figuring it out. But if you're coming from, you know, from outside downtown, want to do dinner and a movie and you don't know where to park, you know, this makes it easy on some of those folks. Um, the other one is just the fact that the movie theater, when we talk about downtown's resurgence and just sort of the renaissance that's happened downtown, the movie theater, from what I've heard, and I wasn't here during that time, was a key part of that. Having a downtown movie theater at that time was something that attracted people to the downtown area and so if i may i I do want to go ahead and 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 make my pitch for you know for anybody that's looking for new things to do downtown right i I, why i personally gravitate towards the movie theater as an option and this is a a a great thing but also a sign perhaps the movie industry is struggling is that regal rolled out that unlimited movie pass and so for me and i'm a movie goer so you know of course i'm going to gravitate towards this but i think People might not know about this or, you know, might be surprised to find out that you can pay $20 a month, get unlimited movies anytime you want, no limits. And so for me, I like to think of that as a built-in date night or a built-in activity for me to do. I pay for it every month and um, just having the access to all these different theaters here, I wouldn't do this if I was in, you know, a market that didn't have four unique theaters because they are, each one offers something different. We've already talked about Pinnacle and the renovations out there, Cinnabar and the full restaurant concept think downtown is unique in the sense that it's just downtown and so if you're really looking for a fancy date night you want to go have a nice dinner and go see a movie you have that and then you have sort of the art house downtown west sort of indie theater that gets some of the stuff that doesn't get those big uh, releases so in knoxville i think it makes a lot of sense and that's another good thing i'd be interested to see 
how Knoxville sales are with these unlimited movie passes compared to other markets because we do have an advantage. Definitely more bang for your buck in Knoxville if you take advantage of that offer. And so I, I just like the concept of having a built-in date night and having, you know, not just built-in, but be able to pick and choose and cater my experience all with the same unlimited movie pass. So that's another advantage that it has. But also, like I said, though, a sign that it might be struggling if you're giving away, you know, you go twice to the movies and you and you've got your money back. But Ryan, is Knoxville a movie town? Um, for one, for the reasons that I just mentioned, that we have unique movie experiences here. For two, we have a lot of TV production here. And I, while it's not the same, I feel like there's still an appreciation for people that are in that industry for film as well. Um, we also have, uh, and, and this is another thing too that might be worth bringing up, the movie industry is struggling. And when people go back to the movies, and I feel like there was this whole feeling um, it came out of the pandemic as well as whenever people were really struggling, there was a lot of push for local shop, local buy local. And, um, I don't think people necessarily think of Regal as local, even though it is. Um, but we have an independent movie theater, central cinema that has done phenomenally well since it's open and has, uh, gained a huge following. They've put on drive-in shows. The guys behind that, uh, do stuff over at IAMS nature center. There's a lot of that. Tennessee Theater and Bijou Theater have movie nights during the summer. Um, you know, sometimes three days in a row. I think it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend kind of thing. Um, and in addition to what uh, the Central Cinema guys do at IAMS, they put on the Parkway Drive-In Knoxville Horror Fest. We have two drive-in theaters within driving distance of Knoxville, one in Maryville Parkway and then the Loco Drive-In in Loudoun. And also something that we um, haven't reported on fully, but I think would make sense as Halloween approaches. Uh, Grindhouse just moved to Knoxville. And so for people that aren't familiar with that, I, I'm not totally familiar with it. I've had some, I'm not the biggest horror movie fan, but um, people that I know that are have told me that this is like, if you're looking for an obscure horror movie, need to get your hands on something, Grindhouse is the place to go. They were in Tampa, but have since relocated to Knoxville. And I went there recently for the first time. And so I think a lot of people that are real film buffs are excited about that now being available in Knoxville too. So uh, again, I think it's something that maybe we don't think about because it's part of our culture here. We don't think of ourselves as a movie town, but if you go to another city similarly sized, I don't think you have all these things that I just mentioned. Wow, you you really convinced me. I was prepared with all sorts of arguments for why <laughs> yeah. it isn't a movie town. You know, I think just from a branding perspective and a tourism perspective, Knoxville is so outdoor centric, active centric, uh, craft beer centric. Those are kind of the things I think are what tourists think about but from a resident perspective you're right there are a lot of great options for for seeing a movie we're also artsy loving kind of town or whatever Knox, visit knoxville's branding is the outdoorsy right. artsy loving kind of town that's or something right. like that that's right so i think it's important too to remember that Cineworld has not yet filed for chapter 11 so um we'll see what happens uh, for now, Cineworld, Regal say it's business as usual. All our theaters are open. Uh, so don't let this podcast stop you from going to the theaters. And we'll see what happens next. Um, I feel like we should end on a very happy note, Ryan. So I have a question for you. Yeah, let me hear it. Tell me your ideal movie theater snack combo. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I do. This isn't ideal, but sometimes it's just the best bang for my buck and keeps me from eating my body weight in popcorn. Is a little snack pack that, that are just designed for kids that I also get. It's a little <laughs> tiny personal serving of popcorn, a little soft drink of your choice, and a pack of uh, fruit gummies. So it's a nice little combo. Uh, but, 
We aren't counting calories in this game. Okay, then a large popcorn <laughs> covered in butter. I actually don't like that much butter on mine. Um, I really just go popcorn in a drink. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of old school in that way. If I had to pick a candy, I think I like something with a little peanut butter in it. A little peanut butter, I feel like a little chocolate. Maybe maybe something I could drop in the popcorn where I get a handful Ooh. of popcorn and maybe a little chocolate on the side. Maybe a Reese's Pieces. How about that? Wow, I dropped like in it. the popcorn with a with. Ideally, would be a Diet Coke, but I guess a Diet Pepsi now. I'm blaming all of the world's struggles on that decision. Um, what about you? Oh, Milk Duds all the way. Really? I was going to say Milk Duds, milk but I thought duds. you were going to judge me because nobody likes Milk Duds. God, I love Milk Duds, but here's the reason why. Because I can stretch the candy to last the entire movie. Because mm, like, you chew one piece for 20 you, yeah, minutes. Yeah, you just like... Let it sit in your mouth, suck on the chocolate and caramel, and enjoy the movie. Rip your tooth out. Got to stop the bleeding. That takes a little bit. <laughs> if you eat like snow caps or something, those suckers are gone before the credits of the opening credits have even ended. Also, chocolate covered raisins. Hmm. Like those too. Pass. Um, also, one of my favorite. Sorry, this is going on way longer than it needs to. So we're about to sign off here in a second, but I love chewing ice at the movie. I'm sure people sitting next to me oh do too. Oh my god, I'm never it's going like to a, a specific... movie with you, Ryan. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I would like to end on just saying that even though things have changed so much over the years, I still think the most classic date night dinner in a movie. I feel still feel like people still say that it's still just like the go-to. And so, hopefully, I see all you people out there at the movies soon. I'm there all the time and would love to hear your thoughts about um the state of the movie industry right now but sort of how you experience movies here in knoxville are you on the same page as me do you take full advantage of all the uh different uh amenities that regal has to offer are you on the streaming train are you are you fine just sitting at home and watching a movie i i still love the experience but like i said would love to hear from you and you can reach out uh, in between episodes by following me on Instagram at Knox Scruff. If you want to keep up with all the downtown Knoxville conversation, you can join our free private group on Facebook. It's called Urban Knoxville. Go ahead and join and answer a few questions to see everything we post five days a week. And while you have this, uh, this, this podcast rolling, you're on whatever streaming platform you're listening on, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and leave a review five stars if you would and tell us what you liked about the show and what you would like to hear next um also i'd like to make a pitch for our uh urban knoxville newsletter that comes out every friday you can just click that link uh in the podcast description to get access to that and as always this podcast has been brought to you by knox news uh we appreciate your support of the podcast but if you would like to further support local journalism just head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe and take advantage of our latest offer just 22 dollars for two years that gets you unlimited access to all of our downtown knoxville stories and a whole lot more so don't miss that offer that sales ending soon don't miss next week's episode either. It's going to be an exciting one. Randy Boyd, owner of the Tennessee Smokies, is going to be joining us here on the show to talk about, you guessed it, Smoky Stadium in downtown Knoxville and how that project is moving along. So you're not going to want to miss that. So thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week.